I'm really moved by the teaching that I'm going to share this month. It hit me uh, and earlier. I mean, I, I, it was difficult even preparing because there's so much that I want to say and so much that's in my heart uh, during this month. Uh, so uh, it is the season of being in the house. Am I right? Uh, we've, we've run out of, we, people just eventually just got to run out of excuses and come to church. Amen? And uh, I, I'm thankful I'm thankful. I love all those that are on webcast, and we welcome you. We're glad. If you can come, be here with us. We, we want to embrace you, and uh, we just need to be together. But I'm so thankful for the good work that's being going on on webcast. Uh, you guys are going to know and probably already know exactly where this series comes from. I'm calling this series Thank Ya. Somebody shout. Come on, somebody shout. Thank Ya. No, yay. Come on, come on, come on. Give me a sister welfare thank you right now. One, two, three. Come on, thank you. Psalm 107 and 1, read this with me. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Come on and shout it. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. I want to just share, maybe just throw in a couple other scriptures with you. Second uh, Samuel 22, uh, we'll come back to this, not so much today, but in future uh, here we go. The Lord lives. Read it. The Lord lives. Blessed be my rock. Let God be exalted. The rock of my salvation. It is God who avenges me and subdues the people under me. Read it. Come on. He delivers me from my enemies. You also lift me up above those who rise against me. You have delivered me from the violent man. Therefore, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the Gentiles and sing praises to your name. Do you see a continuum here? Can I throw one more scripture in? It doesn't really seem like it works at the moment. How about Joshua 1 and 9? Anybody still with me? Come on. Be strong and courageous. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I've had so many people come to me and say, Pastor, we need more strong and courageous bracelets. So uh, we have them on order. By next Sunday, we'll have another bucket of them, okay? Uh, but uh, it has been such a witness to so many. Thank you. Come on, let's look again at the scripture. Thank you. Uh, Psalms 107 and 1. Somebody shout again. Oh, give thanks. Say it. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Every now and again, we need to change. We need to change our mindset. I, I watch it. And I'm, I'm not just sitting here in a in a position of esteem, judging everyone. But hear what I'm saying. You're all at different paths. You're, we're perhaps a similar path, but different places on the journey. Anybody remember when you were at a different place on the journey? Anybody remember? How, does anybody remember a place when you were at a place on, on the journey where like, yeah, you knew about God, but you didn't know God. Amen. And then you begin to know him. Amen. And then you kind of, has anybody ever been on that place where you had some revelation of who God is and that seemed to be good enough? Amen. Anybody been there? Yeah. It's like, yeah. And then if somebody kind of gave you a little push or a little shove, it's like, don't be pushing me. I'm, I'm all right. I'm, and then I, I can always, I can always sense this. If, if this is part of your, your uh, terminology, if you use this, don't be judging me if you're using that terminology. 
it may, it may be evidence of where you are on the journey. Okay, just don't don't be telling me, don't be suggesting what. How many need more of God? Anybody need more of Him? You want more? So, our intention in this series is to move our praise to a place of truth and power. However, that's going to mean that we must, get this, change the way we've been thinking about it. Anybody ever have a mindset change? Have you ever had that? I've just got to change the way my mind is set. We need to to transition from our traditional way of thinking. Now, tradition is not bad as long as it's based, founded, and effective on the Word of God. So, you know, Christmas and Thanksgiving, we are in a traditional season right now. And some of those things are really good. Some of those things are weird, but some of those things are really good. Our worship needs to be true worship. And above all, we need to know who we are worshiping. We don't just give thanks. We give thanks to the Lord. We give thanks to the Lord. So, you know, sometimes singing, uh, Diane had mentioned Gwads and on the 17th inviting everybody after church or that day to go to Gwads and tell them you're from Freedom. Fajitas are amazing there. Their, their shrimp tacos are spectacular and uh, the, the white sauce with the chips. You just go and eat the white sauce. Don't You have to order food. They'll put that out anyway. The, the, the general manager's name is Jesus, which I think is appropriate for me to go because his name is Jesus and... Uh, I always have Jesus fix me some fajitas and rice, and it just feels like God is loving on me at moments like that. But we've been, we've been going there for years and years and often go there for a birthday. And there is this tradition, if, if, if you go there, it's, it's one of those great Mexican restaurant traditions where you get to wear the hat and they bring out some ice cream, and sometimes it's fried ice cream, which is really good. I mean, let's just go to Guat. Okay, anyway... Uh, but I have a tendency to sing happy birthday no matter whose birthday it is. So if there's somebody on the other side of the restaurant and they're singing happy birthday, I'm going to jump right in with happy birthday. Uh, and, uh, and then, uh, you know, they used to, they don't do this anymore, but they used to sing happy birthday to you. And then they'd have the ice cream with a little candle and some whipped cream and they'd shove it in your face. Okay. I miss those days. I really do. But Evidently, people get irritated when you get smashed in the face with a little whipped cream. It's just a little bit on your chin or on your nose, but I like that. I, but it is kind of weird when you're singing happy birthday and you don't know who you're singing to, which is uh, sometimes indicative of our worship. It's like we sing the songs, but we don't necessarily know who we're singing to. And I'm telling you, this is vital. It is vital that you know who you're serving, who you're worshiping, who your life is really about. Somebody shout thank you again. Thank you. I was um, uh, at our gathering this past weekend, uh, and we shared the love of Jesus with so many folks. But in our little block party that we had, at one time we ran out of cheese and uh, we run, we are, we used every hot dog that we had. We had hundreds of hot dogs and they were all gone. And so I grabbed my keys, which I know where they are right now. Often I am old school. Any old school people that wear your keys on your hip, anybody like me, two or three of us. Okay. That's old school. And one of the reasons is because if you leave your keys in your pocket, 
it, it tears your pockets all up. You end up with holes in your pockets, all right? And uh, so I had them on my, uh, on my hip, ran upstairs, unlocked room after room, got in there, grabbed some cheese. I'm going back. Grabbed some, we ran out of crackers, grabbed some crackers. We had so many people that were here. And finally, I get there. Everything's done. I reach over, and my keys are gone. Now, I cannot ever remember in my life losing my keys. All right? Can anybody say that besides me? Okay. I am very careful with my keys. If you come and ask to borrow my keys, I will say, what do you need to unlock? And then I will walk you to the door and unlock it. You say you don't trust me? Absolutely, I don't trust you. Because them are my keys. I don't like losing my keys. I don't like losing my fob. Now I got the fob that's on there, you know, that little electronic thing that I don't need that. I don't need other people taking my keys because if you get my keys, you can get into my stuff. I lost my keys and I felt some anxiety about it and quickly retraced my steps. Walked all the way back upstairs, got on my hands and knees in the kitchen upstairs and found myself realizing that there were things that need to be handled and I couldn't be up there looking for my keys. And so I knelt down and I prayed while I was on my knees. Father, you know exactly where my keys are. I don't know where my keys are. So I choose not to worry about the keys anymore. And I'm asking that you deliver them back to me. And so I, I'm telling you, that's how I prayed. Now, it, maybe that worked for you prayed that way and it didn't happen for me. I went down. There was a few situations that took place. There's a little boy, you know, Freddie got, was running off somewhere. With his, anyway, it was just that moment. I didn't have time to focus on anything else. Finally, everything was wrapped. People had their cheese and, and found the little boy. And, and uh, I hear Drew as the DJ up front saying, we have found a set of keys for a Jeep, it looks like, and I said, praise God, and people heard me as I ran through the crowd of people and got my keys, and I testified immediately, I said, I told the Lord he'd have to take care of those keys and deliver them back to me, somebody say thank you. Now, now, that's not all of my story. There's more. You see, I'm an old school believer. Anybody old school believer? And sometimes I get a little excited and I clap my hands. Anybody ever do that? I clap my hands. I think uh, Christella, she was telling me the other day, on occasion, Christella says, I'll just back up and clap my hands just like Pastor Rick does. And I, she said, he'll be preaching up there, say something, get all excited about what he's saying. Just, And I thought... Really? I need to stop looking. And then I thought, no, praise Jesus. <laughs> Call me old school, but I've noticed since earlier in this year, I have said thank you a little bit more. Somebody shout thank you. And it has to do with one of our sisters who on April 16th, Sheldon's mother passed away on April 16th. And uh, she sang in our worship team and and uh, but she was famous for shouting thank you at church, and and one particular Sunday, just a week or so before her passing, we were we were uh, we were worshiping. I was exhorting, and Welfa says thank you. That was, that's not bad, isn't it? Not bad. I mean, she had a little bit more richness, I think. Somebody shout thank you. Somebody shout. Thank you. 
And uh, I turned and I said, man, I, you know, some people don't necessarily understand why a sister will yell, thank you. And then she yelled something else. She said, they don't know my story. Come on. Some of you think when I shout or jump or celebrate that my theology is whack. When I start, I say, come on, everybody lift your hands and let's praise our God. And you think, well, that's kind of weak. And I, you need to hear me today because I have a few revelations today from, uh, uh, about this. So here's my first revelation. Thank you is the result of a relationship with Almighty God. Amen. Now hear me. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Now, it, what, what I, I want to say is thank you sounds like just something that perhaps Welfa had come up with. Uh, but there is something ancient about saying thank you. You hear me? There's something ancient and holy. About it. Anybody ever had that full circle thing? As you get older, you get full circle. Like uh, playing with our granddaughter this past week, and I was tickling her toes, and uh, she said, "No, my toes." It was so cute. But immediately it threw me back because I have a video of my mother playing with my daughter. My my mother playing with my daughter in the floor of the house they lived in in Illinois. Now, my mother's been gone for several years now, but in it, my mother had uh, one, a duster, you know, one of those little, the, 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 that she was holding, you know, and she was chasing Felicia, and Felicia climbed. She was just two years old, climbed under a chair, and mom was tickling her toes, and she said, oh, my toes. And I'm telling you, Avelyn sounded just like Felicia when she said, and it kind of threw me back for a moment. And, and so, so I, I think... Uh, sometimes you'll have these moments that come full circle. So I, I heard in my heart this past week, Welfa yelling, thank you. And I haven't been able to get it out of my head. And as I prayed, I heard it differently. And I heard it in an ancient way. And it connected me to a deeper relationship with God. So I, I want you to help me. Uh, and, and I want to help you as we look at some of this. And follow the revelation of who God is. Go back to the revelation that Moses had because Moses had a relationship with mighty God. If we follow through the process, we'll discover that Moses had a relationship of God that caused the nation of Israel to walk out of their bondage and all the way to the promised land. Did you hear that? Moses had a relationship with God that allowed the Israelites to come out of bondage and all the way to the promised land. So let me give you some, some backstory here. Moses uh, was in Egypt. How many remember that? He was raised by, in Pharaoh's house as a son of Pharaoh. He had a revelation of who he was according to his family. He found out that he was an Israelite. And he, so he leaves out of an ordeal where one of the taskmasters is beating one of the Israelites. And out of that moment, he comes after that taskmaster and he kills him. And so he knows that now his life could be 
uh, taken from him. So he leaves Egypt and he goes into the wilderness. And for the next 40 years, he's going to have some things happen. He's going to marry a woman, uh, going to have a couple of kids, and he's going to become a shepherd for Jethro. Now, during those days, at the latter part of those days, he is in the wilderness. He's doing the work of a shepherd, and he sees a bush. Anybody know the story? A bush that is burning, Moses and the burning bush. And he goes to the burning bush, and he notices that it's on fire, but it is not being consumed. That interests him. And as he goes there, he develops a relationship with God because from the bush there is a voice. In Exodus chapter 3 and verse 6, he said, I am the God of your father. Read this with me. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look upon God. So how many know Abraham had a relationship with God? Anybody know that? Abraham had a relationship with God. God spoke to Abraham and said, I want you to get out of your father's country. I'm going to take you to another place, a land that I will show you, and I'm going to make your nation great. And, uh, and I'm going to, and, and all the people of the earth will be blessed. Your seed will be like the stars of the sky and the sands of the sea. And he became a friend to God. And he had a son named Isaac. Anybody remember Isaac? Abraham and Sarah could not have kids. They were barren. Sarah was far beyond having children. But God said, out of Sarah, you're going to have a son. And that son's name was Isaac. And Abraham took Isaac up to Mount Moriah because God said, I want you to take your only son up to the mountain and sacrifice him there. And Abraham took Isaac up to the mountain. And Isaac looked at his daddy and said, Daddy, I see the wood. I see the altar, but I don't see a lamb for a sacrifice. And Abraham said to Isaac, son, you don't have to be afraid because the Lord, God, will provide the lamb. And so he gets there. He puts Isaac upon the altar. How many think that could cause a wound? Okay, Daddy tying you up and putting you on a bunch of wood, getting ready to sacrifice you. And he raises the dagger. But the Lord said, hey. You have proven who you are to me. And he stops his hand and he loosens the boy and he hears the sound in the thicket and he goes and he finds a lamb. He finds a ram stuck in the thicket and brings him out. The Lord had provided a lamb. So how many know Isaac had a relationship with Almighty God? And out of Isaac... The promise of Abraham is poured into his life. And Isaac has two sons. Anybody know their names? Jacob and Esau. Jacob and Esau. And Jacob's name means heel catcher because they were twins. And Esau comes out. He's this hairy boy and he's just tough and he can shoot and he can hunt and all of this. And Esau seems to be closer to his mama, you know. And, but nevertheless... Uh, Jacob ends up with the birthright because Esau does not have in mind the things of God and the blessing of Abraham and the blessing of Isaac. He's too busy filling his belly. It's the truth. And so the birthright is passed to Jacob. 
And Jacob's name will be changed to Israel. Come on, someone in the house, you know what I'm saying? And so out of him are born the 12 tribes of Israel. Now listen, same God. Moses is talking to the same God that Abraham talked to, that Isaac talked to, that Jacob talked to. So he's saying, I am the God who was in relationship with them. I am the God of the covenant. And he continues to reveal himself to him. It is out of that relationship that we see that Moses is going to go back to Egypt. But look at Exodus 3 and 14. Before he leaves the burning bush, God gives him a deeper relationship, a deeper understanding of who he is. In verse 14, God, now look at this. And God said, now you need to hear that. And God said, say it, and God said to Moses, I am who I am. Who are you? I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I have, I am has sent me to you. So if you look at that, the, 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 the Hebrew of that would be Hoya, Hoya. I am that I am. It's not yet a name. It's still a description. Because when he says, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he said, I'm not one of these other gods. I am the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And now he's taking him to a deeper revelation. And he's saying, I am who I am. He is supreme God. However, this is closer to the name of God than we have any other before. So Abraham, out of this revelation, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And out of I am who I am. He says, okay, I'm going to go and do what God has told me to do. So he visits with Pharaoh and he tells him, uh, I am, says, let my people go. And Pharaoh gets angry and takes away the straw needed to make the bricks from the Israelites. He makes their labor even more intense. So Moses returns to God and gets a deeper revelation. Are you ready for this? And God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham. He didn't say, I am a Lord. He said, I am the Lord, the Lord, that appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. But by my name, but by my name, Lord, I was not known to them. I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage in which they were strangers. And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. And I have remembered my covenant. He says, I am the Lord. I appear to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob as God Almighty, but by my name, Lord, I was not known to them. Now, this is a powerful revelation. What God says to him now is literally a revelation of the name of our God. This is a gift of great faith. Sometimes we spell it Y-H-W-H. Anybody got that? Anybody know the name? Say it. And you're still alive. Try it again. So when we say Yahweh, when he says, I am the Lord, 
I am the Lord is translated from the word Yahweh. Often in scripture, we have a unique translation of the name of God that does not always set you free. Somebody shout Yahweh. Yahweh Yahweh means, he is saying, I am the all-existent one. I am, I was, and I will always be. I am not a God. I am not a new God. I am not a power. I am the God over all powers, over all principalities. Every king must bow down. Every lord must bow down. You ain't messing with me, Pharaoh, because I am the all-existent one. The only true and living God. Somebody shout praise to God. Praise God. Don't worry about the screens right now. We'll fix them another moment. Just stay with me. So Moses will not back down because now he knows who God is. So one minute he's running back and forth to Pharaoh, but now he goes back to God. We're not going to see Moses cowering anymore. Moses changes his tune. He will go back time after time after time, much like we must be. we got to get over the question of whether or not we are victorious. Come on, get over it. Come on. Are we victorious? Somebody shout yes. Whether my God is real. Some of you don't know whether your God is real. And you're still comparing him to Buddha. Still comparing him to other gods and other... Well, I'm just another religion. No! We serve Yahweh. I am that. I am the all-existent one. Yes, God is good. But he is the one true, living, all-existent God. The I am, not an I am. The one who he was and he will be and he always will be. When you know who he is, you will walk into the courts of the Pharaoh and say, I'm not here because I'm Moses. I'm here because Yahweh has sent me. When you know who he is, you're ready. But when you have a revelation of who our God is, suddenly the the, the power, the struggle with the power of hell changes. Come on. I know who God is, so the power of hell has no power over me. The struggle with your finances, the struggle with your health, the struggle with death, all things lose their strength against you when you have a revelation of who God is. And in these other statements, we know of him of other great names. Yes, he is Adonai. Yes, he is Elohim. And and when I say that, I'm saying, yes, he is not a Lord. He is the Lord. Yes, he is not a God. He is the God. In fact, I know him by name, which means more because his name is the definition of who he is. And his name is power to cause all other power to fall. Now, wait. That changes my thank you. That changes my thank you. Anybody in the room with me right now? Because you've been saying thank you and not even knowing. I, don't, I think that Welfa may have known what she was saying. But if you look at the word of God, what happened is Yahweh was spoken of regularly as Yah. Somebody say thank you right now. Thank Yah. I'm not just saying you. I'm not saying uh, somebody. I am saying I give thanks to the ever-existent God who has all power. Somebody shout, thank you. A careful study of this suggests 
that when we speak the name of God, it is specifically almost inutterable to an Israelite to even use the name of God. His name is too holy even to speak. And so the, the, the vowels are moved and you don't say, you don't write Y-A-H-W-E-H. You just write Y-H-W-H suggesting that his name is too holy to write. And much of that was in fear of breaking this commandment. Never take the name of the Lord your God Almighty in vain. So I don't want to just write his name in a vain way. I don't want to just say God as if he is not who he is. And that's what we have done. We have decided that we will, oh, praise God. And you don't even know what you're saying. Hello. The the sound of the name. uh, Really, the the Y, the the letter, uh, it makes the, the Y sound is is just yeah and then the 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 next letter the h the 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 first syllable makes a barely discernible h sound so at the end it's sort of like an excel an an, an exhale so and then the weh the last portion of it is mostly silent in other words you say here's how you would say it yahweh yahweh It is to pronounce his name is to breathe. Did you hear me? The pronunciation is more like breathing. The name is beyond pronunciation unless you consider breathing pronunciation. We don't necessarily say his name. We breathe. Come on. We breathe his name. Come on. It's his breath in our lungs. Come on. It's his breath. We don't necessarily say it in the Jewish prayer book. It says, the breathing of all life praises your name, for the breathing of all life is your name. The the notion of Yahweh, Yahweh, is the breath of life, accords with a deep sense of God as intimate and transcendent at once. I'm not just speaking his name. I am breathing, so my breath is praise. And the next breath that will come to me is praise. So in effect, every time I breathe, I glorify the name above every name. For it was God who breathed into man. He became a living soul. Take a breath. Somebody take a breath. Now blow it out. Come on, take a breath. And blow it out. You're breathing his name. This is the air I breathe. Come on, someone. Jesus, I love that shortened version. You know, I mentioned my granddaughter. Her name is Avelyn, but we just call her Avi because it's a relationship. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes I'll ask people, what is your name? And they'll tell me what their name is. And I said, well, what do people call you? And it's always like a shortened version of the name, right? So somebody shout, yeah. Somebody shout, yeah, yeah. You might say, well, I don't say that too often. Well, have you ever said hallelujah? Have you ever said that? Because that's what you're saying. You're saying hallelujah. I know you said it at a football game because your team just scored. You went hallelujah. Okay, then let's give almighty, ever-existing God praise for that particular moment because he gave that young man the ability to move his legs and to catch a ball and to breathe because breath is praising our God. 
Come on, it's a short, it's shortened to Yah. Hallelujah. Adonijah, Elijah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, all of those names end with Yah because that's what they mean. It is uninhibited praise to Almighty God. Adonijah, my Lord, is what he's saying. Or Elijah, my God is Yahweh. My Lord is Yahweh. Isaiah, I am saved by Yahweh. Jeremiah, Yahweh has appointed to me. And I was thinking, perhaps this is a little bit frightening, but I want God to be the fabric of who I am. If you know me, I want you to know the all-existent one. I love that. I was talking to the Wrights the other day. Crystal had her name changed. I got married. Uh, it's been about a month now you've been married. Wow. Whoop, whoop. Okay. She got her social security card with her name changed. All right. So their last names are right. You guys are all right with me. All right. So, and I love that. You know, my wife, her last name was Davis when she married me and now she's a hawker. I'm thinking she must love me. Take my name. You know, hawker. I don't know. I like the name hawker. It has power. People remember it. Your name's hawker. Oh yeah. I remember you're hawker. You know, so I like that even though people have played with it, but, but I was thinking, about my name, and I was thinking about Diana. Now, when Diana's uh, 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 mother died, they put, uh, they misspelled her name on the tombstone. Not Diana's mother, but they listed all of the children, and Diana's name was written there, but they spelled it Diana. I kind of like that. I mean, I, Diana is great, but. What if we change some of our names around just a little bit? I know you say, I don't want to be Isaiah. Well, maybe you ought to call me, uh, since my, real, my true given name is Ricky, just put an A on the end of it and call Ricky. How's that? <laughs> uh, you're not with me. Come on. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, in, other wor- in, in other words, what I would be saying is, is God is is with me. You, you get this, or you know, or Russell Yah, or Emory Yah, or you know, whatever. I'm just saying that I want Almighty God to control me. Get, now, get this: Colossians three sixteen. Here's what the Word of God says: Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do, somebody shout, whatever you do, in word or or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Now, I don't know if you understand. I was with all my team this morning at prayer, and here's what I'm saying. Somebody worshiped God at the front door when you walked in. Do you hear me? You say, I didn't see anybody worshiping. Yeah, they opened the door for you. And because everything they did, anybody work in a restaurant, anybody, anybody work in a restaurant, where are you? I just, yeah, five guys, yeah. And uh, anybody, wave at me if you work in a restaurant. Anybody work in a restaurant? Okay, here's what I'm saying. When you're cooking, stop cooking just to that company and cook unto the Lord. Amen. Let your life, come on, you say, I sell insurance. Well, sell insurance for the glory of God then. If you're working in a hospital, don't just, you know, you're tired and weary. You say, well, I'm doing this for the Lord today. Serve somebody, feed somebody, help somebody, help somebody get a new house. There you go. Do it all unto the Lord. Let your work, let every deed, go ahead, change your name. Be who you are and add Yah to it, the all ever existent one. And allow your life and your worship to be transformed. Okay. Second Revelation, 
Thank you is your eternal testimony. When Welfa said, you don't know my story, she shouted, thank you. Now, I don't have time for everyone's testimony this morning. But how many would say if it had not been for you? Somebody, somebody say if it had not been for God. Somebody say it. You wouldn't be here. Come on. Is there anybody that could say if it had not been for God? If it had not been for God, I wouldn't be here. Anybody? What, shout thank you. Somebody shout thank you. If, if that's true, if it had not been for God, I'd been gone a long time ago. I mean, when I look back over my life and I think things over, I, not only have I been blessed, I'm saying if it had not been for God, there are stories in this room of people being set free. Somebody shout thank you. Anybody? Overcome bondage in your right mind. You didn't die. You came through it. He fed you in the wilderness, provided for you when you lost your job. Come on. You were left for dead. Come on, somebody. Thank you. We need to refocus our mindset rather than coming in saying, I hope they sing a song I like this morning. You need to get over your bad self and realize if it wasn't for God, you wouldn't have come in the house this morning. He is the air that you breathe. Thank you. It's the only way I can respond. That's my story. The psalmist was saying this, uh, saying thank you in Psalm 107 when he said, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His mercy endured forever, endures forever. Look at the next part. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. That's me. Anybody else? And gathered out of the lands from east and from the west and from the north and from the south. They wandered, the Israelites wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses, and he led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city for a dwelling place. Oh, that men would give thanks. And that is, thank you. That's what that is. Give thanks to the Lord. Come on, give thanks. Oh, that men would give thanks. Thanks to the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works for the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and he fills the hungry soul with goodness. When we, we got to get, get back to our testimony. Anybody ever give your testimony? Anybody ever do that? Wave your hand if you give, give your testimony on occasion. How many have a testimony? All right. When you give your testimony, you should do it often because giving your testimony is a way to shout thank you. Listen, the Jewish oral tradition was this. The oral tradition of the Jewish faith is you must give thanks 100 times every day. 100 times. Which brings me to this last part. Thank you and complaining are not compatible. Let me ask you this. If I asked you today and I said, how many think that you might have complained 100 times a day? Just on your drive to church this morning. Well. The Bible says in Exodus 15, 22, after they get through the Red Sea, Moses led Israel from the Red Sea and they went into the desert of Shur. For three days they traveled in the desert without finding water. All right. So the children of Israel go from deliverance to complaining in three days. Three days. Three days. It just took them three days to get to a place where they didn't see the water. They go from deliverance to at the crossing of the Red Sea and celebration, Miriam's timbrel and dance 
to bitterness. They move from there to a place of bitterness because they go to a place called Mara in Exodus 15, 22. And they came to Mara. They could not drink its water because it was bitter. How many know God is gracious with his young people? Anybody know that? Somebody thank God he's gracious with us, that he puts up with us, loves us. I know you're whining and complaining. He's talking to us right now. I know you've been irritated and frustrated and you haven't been saying thank you the way you ought to. So God gives them a twig and he tosses it into the water and it becomes sweet. And so somebody thank God for the twig. Anybody thank God? Aren't you glad that the cross got tossed into your life? Anybody glad that, come on, that your bitterness got changed by the blood of Jesus? Sometimes we go through moments that we could get through. You're going to get through this. Come on, right? We could get through. Come on, come on. We need to praise God in the bad times. When we don't see it turning the way that we want it to turn, we need to go ahead and say, God, you got me across the Red Sea. Pharaoh and his army were drowned in the water. Praise you, God. I feel a little thirsty, but I know you are the God who provides. Now watch this. David had went through these times before and sings about it in Psalm 42. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while men say to me all day long, Where is your God? Where is your Elohim? Where is your Adonai? Where is yours? Where is yours? Saying, We've got a God. Where's yours? And then David says, Why are you so downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in Yahweh. Put your hope in the one true ever-existing God. For I will yet praise him. He is my Savior and he is my God. Now what's powerful about that is because the Israelites were stuck. They were afraid they wouldn't have water. God gave them something. He gave them some grace at the place of, of the water there. But then they kept moving. Then they came to Elam where there were 12. They, here's a blessing they didn't even pray for. They, they came to a place where there were 12 springs and 70 palm trees. And they camped near the water. Anybody living there? Anybody there? Anybody living there? Moses explains complaining to the people in Exodus 16 and 8. He says, the Lord hears your complaints which you make against him. And what are we? Your complaints are not against us but against the Lord. Did you hear that? What are my complaints against? So when I'm complaining, I'm saying, God, why didn't you do that? God, why don't I have this? God, why don't I? God, why, why are people speaking to me this way? Come on, come on. What you need to do is just count it all praise. Somebody shout, count it all praise. Count it all praise. Come on, we, we need more thank yous and less complaining. And some of you don't understand that. You know, like we had that block party this past week and it was a mess. Ran out of hot dogs. But the Lord provided Hundreds of people. Come on. Anybody thankful for the mess? Anybody thankful for the mess? Come on. After Thanksgiving, somebody's going to leave your house and your house is going to be a mess. Man, I cannot believe how they just walked out of this house and left all this mess for me. Get over your bad self and give God Thanksgiving for a couple of hands. Come on. Your gathering meant you were surrounded by friends and family. Anybody ever feel like your clothes are a little too snug? You know what that means? That means that you've been given more than enough to eat. I didn't get hardly anything is there. Somebody, anybody have a lot to do at your house? Anybody got a lot to do at your house? 
I mean, like, you know, I had a lot to do yesterday. We did a lot around the house, worked around the house. And, but, you know, you look out and, and the lawn needs mowed. Oh, man, I got to go mow the lawn. And you look at the windows and the windows need cleaning or, you know, the gutters need fixing. Why don't you just say, thank you, God, that I have gutters that need to be fixed or... Thank you, God, that I got a lawn that I can mow. Thank, come on, somebody. Thank you, God, that I got a shelter over top of my head. I got, I got, I got strength in my body. Somebody shout, thank you. Anybody look at your bills and say, man, this heating bill is way too high. Rather than thanking God that you have a warm house. Thank you, God. Can I get somebody to thank God for piles of laundry? Thank you, God, for piles. You did not. You never jumped with me there. Piles. You know what that means? That means you have more than enough clothes to wear. That means that you've been busy. Come on. That you. Anybody thankful when the alarm goes off early in the morning? Because that means that God has given you another day to give him praise. Somebody shout amen. Come on, everybody jump up. Everybody jump up. My time is way gone. It's way gone. What I have given you this morning is a gift. Everybody take it. Inhale. Inhale. Blow it out. Come on. Take a deep breath. How many have ever struggled with anxiety before? Anybody? You know what they'll tell you to do? You need to sit down and breathe. Come on. Take a deep breath. No. You're too busy yelling at your... Husband or wife. And lodging your complaints. Hello? Let's just sit down and breathe for a moment. Come on. Let's take about five deep breaths. You. Come on. You. Come on. Take a deep breath. Just keep saying the name of God. I remember I was struggling... Sleeping, and somebody told me, just count your breaths. Start counting your breaths. Change your mindset to God. He is in control. How many believe he's in control? Anybody, how many believe God is in control? Anybody believe that? And that he will provide for me. You don't serve a God. You serve the God. You don't serve a Lord. You serve the Lord. He is not just I am. He is I am the ever existent one. He has been. He will be. He always will be. He is. He has been. And he always will be. He is God. Watch, watch this. Some of you have been struggling greatly in your life. And right now I want you to lift your hands and shout thank you. Everybody shout thank you. No, I'm going to shout it. Shout it all over him. Shout it. No, shout, shout thank you about five times. Shout thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Come. I want my altar workers to come and stand here. It kind of gives me more expectation of what God can do when I know I don't serve a God. I serve the God. I don't serve a Lord. I serve the Lord. How many believe that God can do anything? Our God can do anything. How many believe he can do anything? Anybody believe that? 
How many has power over everything? So whatever your need is today, some of you need to give your life to the God. You gave your life to some religious idea, but you need to give your life to the one true and living God. I want you to start moving forward. Some of you might be sick in your body. Some of you are struggling. I want you to leave. Come on, start moving right now. I ain't got much time. All right, I ain't got much time. So I want you to come. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are here to break every bondage, to have loose from every chain, from uh, all idolatry, Father, to heal families, to heal homes. For those that are struggling financially, in the name of Jesus, we say, God, you are able. Shout it. God, you are able. You are able. You are able. I keep peeking around, see if anybody else is coming for prayer today. Anybody else coming for prayer? Need to come right now. Come right now. Come right now. Run on down to the front. God is able. Break every bondage in the name of Jesus. Shout thank you as people are coming. Shout thank you. Shout shout it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your home, for your family. Father, we give you thanks for we are your children. We are the sheep of your pasture. You have begun a good work in us and you will complete it. Come on, we've already had some altar service in here. Everybody lift your hands. Lord, we praise you in the midst of our circumstances. This message, this word is going to change where we live. It's going to change how we work. It's going to change our homes. It's going to change our neighborhood. Come, Father, do this good work in the name of Jesus. Everybody in the room, find somebody nearby you. I want you to pray to Almighty God. For every individual in this room, go ahead, lay your hand on somebody's shoulder next to you. Lay your hand. Father, in the name of Jesus, give healing, give help to everyone in this room, no matter what their need. Meet their need. Pour life, your breath, into their situations in the name of Jesus. May God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. You'd be dismissed when you choose. If you're new to freedom, please meet me in the main lobby at the Welcome Center. I love you all. May God go with you. Thank you.